Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right. Wilcox, we got to talk. We got we to talk right now because, look, we there, there's a big game coming up. Ravens, Bengals, round two. First of all, this is the Believe in Ravens podcast. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Daniel Wilcox over there. But listen, listen, we got to talk because I still don't know after having watched it, what the hell happened with the Ravens and the Cleveland Browns? They were up 24 to nine and they lost. What the hell, dude? To me, this is another example of what we always talk about when we talk about coaching, right? Like, I, I feel I really do 100% feel like this is all fall down to coaching. Yeah, the players got to go out there and play and perform. But there's one thing when you're hot and you're balling and you're excited and you got all this energy and juice and then you take the foot off the gas. I think the coaches on the offensive side of the ball just try to play safe football and instead of just continue to press the gas to put these guys away. And then the, the defensive staff, normally the defense pin their ears back when we get up on the league and we go after people. And we just I, did, I felt like we didn't do that, man. It, it, it became a very vanilla game that second half. And, you know, once Cleveland started, you know, getting a little bit of momentum, the momentum shifted. And next thing you know, we we, we losing the game at field goal at the end of the game, man. And it's, it's such a frustrating thing to see. You know, this is th- this is the third game this season. I feel like we should not have lost Kyrie. And and. Right. Last year, when we started doing the same thing early in the season, I felt like it was a coaching thing. I feel like this is also a coaching thing. I mean, you, the energy has to be, we're going to let our players be the best version of themselves that they could possibly be. If we can score 70 points a game, we push and try to score 70 points a game, and that's that's the end of the story. Yeah, and I think that, to, to me, one of the things that was really endemic of that was or indicative of that was Keaton Mitchell only having one second half carry. Now yeah, we don't about? listen. I know we don't want to get too overhyped about rookies that just started right. playing, but the dude is a walking explosive play. Two weeks in a row, touchdowns of like you know thirty plus yards. Okay, this guy is is an adrenaline shot to this offense. Right. And he only gets one second half carry because I think they, they wanted to grind it out. They wanted to play ball control, you know, against a, a very good Cleveland Browns defense. Maybe they were worried. They didn't want to make mistakes, but of course mistakes happen, right? Just, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson in, in, you know, tip ball ends up going for a pick six. They get back in the game and then they can't close it out on the ground with ball control. And then, they they lose the game on on a field goal and that and that's how it goes right the key turnovers right. are, are a big deal but but again the ravens have only lost 3 games and we've talked about this right they should not lose they they are they are one of the most talented teams in the league there is no team that they play where you go into it thinking that they well they should be the underdogs they should lose this game nobody not Absolutely. one and so you look at the three games that they've lost and and they've all been games where I feel like the Ravens thought that they had that game won, yeah. right? Against the Colts, you're playing a backup quarterback. Yeah, of course we're going to win that game. And they don't, and they lose in overtime. And then against the Steelers, Steelers are are, are such a weird team, man. Like, obviously, they're, they're what, 6-3 and three right now or, or whatever it is, which, I mean – 
we got to stop playing with Mike Tomlin's name, apparently, because Kenny Pickett's one of the worst quarterbacks in football. Like, objectively, he's he's not good. He's not right. freaking good. But they keep winning. And, and I really think that was a game where, where they had it bottled up and bottled up. But the Steelers just played tough and hung tough with the Ravens until they were able to make that one play at the end that gets them in range to win. And then the Browns, where they're trouncing the Browns, outclassing the Browns, just a straight buzzsaw. And, and Deshaun Watson, and again, this dude is now on season-ending, he's now going to have season-ending shoulder surgery because he was out there throwing with a broken shoulder, couldn't throw the ball down the field, and, and, you, and you played soft defensively, and he beat you. That's right. that's bad. That's a terrible look. And so I feel like if there's one thing that we're going to say, and then we will move on, because I know neither one of us want to spend too much time talking about this. If there's one Achilles heel the Baltimore Ravens have, it's not stepping on the neck and finishing them off. Okay? For 60 minutes. So sometimes it's, it, it's like 48 or 40 or whatever it is. Like, no, we need 60 minutes of destruction. I mean, I 100% agree, Kyrie. I, I honestly feel like there's no excuse for us losing this game. I mean, I feel disgusted. I don't even feel like the energy is where it needs to be like right now in my space because we lost this freaking game. I was not prepared for a loss this week. I was prepared for another win to put us in the right position, to put us in a driver's seat in the AFC North. And here we come. We're talking about a loss for the Baltimore Ravens. This is, to me, is unexcusable and it makes absolutely no sense that we would lose at home in Baltimore, M&T yeah. Bank Stadium against the, the Cleveland Browns. They do have a phenomenal defense, and I cannot – I said this last week, their defense is, is stacked. They're, they're really, really good, and they play really, really well and really hard. But you jump out on somebody 17-9, to nine, you know, you're going to have time with that type of lead. 24 yeah, 24, to 9. 24-9. 24-9. Yeah, you're going yeah, – you go, I mean, going with, I think you went into halftime. What, what was it going to halftime? Was it 24-9 at halftime or 17-9? Or I, I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, yeah, I, I want to say it was seventeen nine going into halftime. Yeah. You know, it, we there's no way we come out the second half and then we don't win this game. And the offense did what they supposed to. Do. They still score points. You know, the defense. Uh, I don't know how they gave up 20, 20 I mean, thirty points to, to lose this game, but it, we gave up thirty points to lose this game, man, and it's it's disheartening. Well, I mean, it was what in, in reality it was like twenty. What was the final score? I think it ended up being 30, 33 they, they scored yeah. or something like that. In reality, I mean, seven points of that came off that pick six. So it was like, what, 27 points or, or 20, 26 points. But either way, right, the way that they were playing the Browns, 26 points? You let them get 26 points off of that? And and it's like they, they were dominating. They were dominating against the run. They were they were all over Deshaun Watson. Second play of the game, Kyle Hamilton runs Deshaun Watson's pockets for a pick six. Like right. this this was set up to be that kind of game. And, and again, I, awesome. I I feel Super like and and like again. By the way, that dude just that's an unbelievable play. Like that like that is a that's a one percent kind of play. Yeah, dude coming. Coming from well, it was like a like a slot blitz, batting mm-hmm. that ball up in the air, catching it on the run. I mean, that's how many safeties can you think of are out there making that play? I mean, that's they, they that's are they are retired. All the ones that make that play are retired already. They don't play. They're, 
Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. They are retired with sterling resumes, right? And Absolutely. we still and we still talk about them. You don't see stuff like that no more, you know. But but again, I think you you got lulled into a sense of security with Deshaun Watson not being able to really really threaten you defensively and all of that, and you sat back. And and you let him just just chew up yards and chew up yards, and the tackling got worse. And that was the other thing, right? You're 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 letting short passes to David Njoku turn into first downs because you know your first contact is made like five yards before the first down marker, and then he's dragging you, or he's breaking a tackle and he's ripping off a bigger gain than he should. Get the dude on the ground. I mean, he's he's a damn good player. I mean, I think I think that that's all. Right. He's just a dude out there making a play. I'm not at all trying to slight David Njoku. Don't don't take it that way. But that's your job. Get him on the ground. Get off the field. And repeatedly, they weren't getting off the field in situations where not. all you all you got to do is make the tackle. All you got to do is make the tackle. Well said. Just you make know? the freaking tackle, and we good to go. But for some reason, we we was all over the place this week, and we didn't. We didn't tackle well, but it's a couple of weeks in a row we haven't tackled well. But you know, this one hurt us. You know, it hurt us a lot. You know, but I mean, we we did we wanted to have we wanted to have time seventeen nine. We came out and the OBJ caught the slant and took it to the house. And that put us up twenty twenty four to nine. That was um, nice, by the way. It was. It was a heck of a play, and it was good to kind of see him get back to his old form and make that type of you know play. We, we all knew it was coming. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. And after seeing that, I felt like that's it. That's it. Game over. Then I come back and, and you text me late at night and saying like, man, can you believe we just lost that game? And I was like, oh, what? There's no freaking way we lost that game. I had to go back. I had to go back to watch it. I, you know, I had no turned it off and went away because I, I knew we could, it was in the books. I was going to watch all the highlights at the end of this thing and, and do my recap, man. But it, it it was, I was not expecting this. I'm not going to lie to you. I was not expecting this at all. I thought we was going to walk away with this victory on this one. It was going to be an easier one than what I thought it would be. And I thought at the worst it would be 28 to 14, 28, 21 or something like that. But I never yeah. thought it would go down to, you know, 33, 31, whatever the end was with, with us losing with a field goal. And um, I, 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 it's always a possibility when you play an AFC North team, it's always yeah. a possibility that it can come down to a field goal. And, and this was no less than, than this, didn't let, this didn't let anybody else down the way they always do. I mean, this is always an AFC North matchup and a battle. And, um, Neither team disappointed, you know. David Njoku was running through our DBs and our linebackers and stuff like he was a All Pro, um, Hall of Fame tight end already. So it's just crazy. Well, we got another AFC North matchup coming right up, and don't remind me. Well, <laughs> it is it is what it is. It is what it is. We don't have to talk Bengals. about it because yes, the Cincinnati Bengals and. The Bengals been scuffling. They have not been the team that we expect. I think there was a moment there where we thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be fine. You know, a, a couple of losses to start the season. And and then they started getting hot. And you're thinking, well, here we go. It's, a, it's the Cincinnati Bengals, just like last year, just like the coming. previous years. They started slow. And they're five and four. And they just don't quite look the same. And you're seeing – Joe Burrow not be quite as sharp as he usually is. And you're seeing Jamar Chase get a little frustrated. I mean, at the same, do not, and again, do not take this team lightly. They got playmakers all over the place. Luan Arumo, the defensive coordinator, has been doing freaking magician's work over there. He got people baffled. He's out there, got, got quarterbacks tripping. 
Okay. So do not play around with these guys. Obviously, they won in week two. The, 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 the Baltimore Ravens did won that first matchup, and there's no reason they can't do it again. They will be at home. They're gonna be third, they're gonna have a chance to redeem themselves in prime time. Right. But there's that little bit of sneaking doubt. Now, I, I okay, look, I feel like the Ravens. Again, I've, I've had I've had this feeling now, right, about a couple of other games. I don't think I said it about the Browns game, but I'm going to say it right now. I feel like the Ravens are going to be motivated to put that loss against the Browns behind them and motivated to show the Bengals that, yeah, we know you got all the big names, but we're the big dogs in this division, and that they're going to want to put that loss behind them. So I am going to believe that they are going to come out and be engaged all the way through this game. That's what I'm going to believe. But it's irritating me right now that we even have to have this discussion that that there could be a doubt. It's sick to my stomach. Um, I know we're going to play the Cincinnati Bengals, and we have to have come to the realization that they are a legit franchise and legit organization. They have been good. They went to the Super Bowl two, three years ago. Um, Joe Burrow's first year, and um, they still have the same receiving core, you know, and they got some some new additions that are young and fresh, and those guys are are balling, and they're hungry for victories and wins right now, and they're not going to let you down. This this is going to be a heavyweight fight with the Bengals. Um, Jamar Chase and company, they definitely feel like they can can do some damage, and they're going to do everything they can to let let the Ravens know that they're still here, they're still a factor, and they're here here to stay. You know, they're going to give us a run for our money in every single – quarter of this game all four quarters will be an absolute blood fest and a full-out battle and um it's going to be interesting to see what happens you know this 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 week week 11 is is one of the most important weeks of the season and we have to come prepared and ready to play and be at our best and we can't do what we did last weekend and crap down our legs if we get a lead man we got to figure out a way to pull this thing out and we can't continue to disappoint you know this, this was a disappointment this past week and the other two losses to me both was disappointments never yeah. thought we was gonna lose to pittsburgh not at this moment you know this was our year to, to kind of to double them up but somehow we always find a way to split one with them every single year and now uh, i hate it you know they if, they if one of us end up taking two most of the time it's them you know but um i, I love to see us get back to what we did the week two weeks prior you know, how we played two weeks prior and then just put people away. The way we played this week wasn't bad. We just yeah. didn't finish. You know, we actually played really, really well. We just made a couple of mistakes that cost us big, and we weren't able to capitalize when, at, at moments. We had moments of the game where we just kind of fell asleep, you know, as an offense and as a defense, and we just didn't play as well as we should have, man. But, you know, this to me, this was no way for us to lose this game. It was no way we was going to lose this game against the Cleveland Browns. This game against Cincinnati is a much more easier game for us to lose than the one we just lost. And um, I feel like the Bengals, <clears throat> the Bengals will definitely come to play. They will come and they will bring the A game. I was kind of surprised to see Cleveland play the way they play because normally if you get them down, you know, they don't usually, you know, fight back and play hard, man. What they did, you know, Kareem Hunt ran the ball extremely well against us and he ran physical. David Njoku ran physical and we, just, we got out physical again. I hate to say that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care what yeah. nobody say, but we got out physical again. It don't happen in Baltimore very often, man. But you know, this this I've, the games that we've lost, people have came in and they beat us up, and we haven't beat them up. I mean, we played finesse football, you know, about as great as anybody needed to be played, but about as about as great as anybody can play it right now. I mean, we we finessed them and we caught balls and ran balls and ran routes, but I can't remember a bunch of plays where we were just more physical than them. 
You know, yeah. I remember plays where they pushing our pal, and we got we gave up a touchdown the week before by, by them just pushing us into the end zone where I thought the referee should have blew the whistle, and he didn't. And they just pushed us right into the end zone and got a touchdown two weeks ago. And then the same thing happened this week with the first down where they just kept yeah. pushing the crowd, and yeah. all of our guys are in there just like their guys are in there, and they, they just wanted it more than we did. You know, and yeah. we 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 losing the shoving matches nowadays, and I don't really get what's going on in that standpoint. So we have to figure out a way to be more physical and get back to playing Raven football. That's who we are. We're the Smash Mouth guys of the NFC, you know, I mean, of the AFC or the AFC North. So, I mean, nobody should be in here smashing us in the mouth more than we smashed wow. them in the mouth. So we got to get back to being dominant. Absolutely. And you're going to have an opportunity to do it against a division opponent. And uh, again, it, it just feels like this should not be – if you're gonna if you're gonna be the big dog, especially in in the AFC, you want to compete with Kansas City for that title. You got to own right. this division, and I know it's tough. Okay, we know how physical this division is. We know how Absolutely. hard guys are going at each other. Okay, that's not news, right? That's not news. So, but but you 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 better do the job. And this is a team in the Cincinnati Bengals, where again they 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 started off slow, and then they won four in a row. Right. And yeah. Joe Burrow started. Uh, he was he was hurt right in that first matchup against the Ravens. His calf was not 100 percent. He admitted he didn't have his full toolbox. And the thing is, like, it wasn't just excuses. You could see it. You could see that he was not quite himself. And then the last couple of weeks. Right. You started to see him get back to it and started to see him dropping the ball in the bucket down the field and making plays in the pocket the way that he can. And then. He got they, not not him specifically, but the they got beat by a young Texans team and a young quarterback in CJ Stroud, who's out here just just that team is punching everybody in the mouth. When you're, when you're talking about that, I think they've been throwing some harder jabs, some harder haymakers than anybody's been expecting, because I don't think anybody really expected the Texans to be this good this fast or CJ Stroud to be this good this fast and. Joe Burrow struggles in the fourth quarter and you're looking at it and you're saying, I mean, this guy's not playing. I mean, I mean, for, for a couple of weeks there, he definitely looked like Joe Burrow MVP type. Right. Absolutely. And, but, but then you, you still see he's human. There are flaws there. So based on what we saw when, when we did this episode in week two, right. And, mm -hmm. we're, and we're seeing a little bit of a different Joe Burrow this time around. What's the key to beating this guy, right? What What is the key to holding him down? Joe Burrow is healthy right now. He wasn't healthy when we played him early in the year. But right now, he's healthy. He, you know, he's feeling good about himself, and he's feeling confident. He's feeling like the machine that he used to be. And um, when he's feeling that way, man, he's, he's almost hard. He's almost impossible to beat. You know, he's right there with Patrick Mahomes when he's really – when he's feeling good and his body is healthy and he's able to move and maneuver around the pocket the way that he normally does. And he's not limited to, to with his mobility. You know, he has the ability to extend to extend plays and to throw the ball down the field and keep his eyes down the field extremely well and throw the ball on the money. You know, very, very, very accurate QB. To me, in order to beat him, you have to you have to disrupt his timing in every single way. You have to beat up his receivers at the line of scrimmage. You gotta you gotta play guys over top of him so it make it hard and tight windows for him to be in. And and you gotta you gotta put pressure on him so he can't get comfortable. You know, and set his feet back there and throw the ball. He has to continuously throw the ball on the run, which he does very well as well. But you have to continue to make him uncomfortable. If he always likes to scramble right, you make him scramble left. If you like to scramble left, you make him scramble right. 
you have to really make it hard on him to get the ball downfield to his receivers and make him come up with creative ways to make plays and make him beat you that way. But you can't let him sit back there in the pocket. The way sometimes we a lot of these games this year, we've been letting quarterbacks just they hang out back there. They having a picnic. They calling their girlfriend on lunch breaks. You know, we got we got to stop all that, man. We got to get out to this guy's butt the entire game, and we got to make it very, very, very uncomfortable for him. And that's the only way you win these games. And the DBs have to be the exact same way with the wide receivers. You have to make those wide receivers uncomfortable. They got three of the, the top. They 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 trio. They receiving trio. And then if you include the, the tight end, their the quad of receivers, man, they they about as good as anything in the NFL. And I don't care what nobody say. They they're, they're definitely an elite receiving core. And if you don't make it miserable for them the entire game by being putting hands on them and grabbing them and pushing them and holding them and jamming them at the line of scrimmage and bumping them and, you know, being in their hip pocket and pulling on their jerseys and stuff, and you, you got to get some penalties this game, man. You're going to have to get some defensive penalties this game for holding and, and roughing these guys up because if you don't, these guys are going to show out. You know, we've already seen them show out on the Ravens before. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see a replay of what happened two, three years ago where Jamar Chase catches the ball and bounces off two, three guys, Marlon Humphrey included, and takes about 90 yards. For it. I don't want to see that mess, man. That was ridiculous. But um, we all still remember that. You know, this is the same kid that did it. You know, So here we come, and he's a little bit more mature, a little bit more wiser, a little bit more smoother. You know, Let's see what happens, man. I, I really think this is a game that's very winnable for the Baltimore Ravens. There shouldn't be no excuse for us not to go in here and win this game. But you know, after seeing us lose to Cleveland, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Indianapolis Colts this year, I'm scratching my head to try to figure out who the real identity of who the Baltimore Ravens is. And last week, you don't have to say that at all. Who's the best team in the league last week? You know, now you're going to lose this game. Now everybody like, who who is these guys? Like, are they are they who we think they are or, or are they yeah. something else? You know, because somebody else, obviously some people in the AFC think we somewhere else. We lost two AFC games, the Steelers and, and now the Cleveland Browns. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on with us right now. Like, we got to fix this. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting when you're talking about there's there's almost like a calculated physicality to it where, yeah, you get some penalties to like, like in an intentional attempt to rough these dudes up at the line of scrimmage and and throw off their timing. And sometimes you're going to get flagged for that. But it's like you, you also can't just be given out free releases because I don't want to see Jamar Chase getting a free release and getting to build up speed and potentially wreck you down the field. Like we've seen it. If he catches the ball with space in the open field, the guy runs a four, three, he runs every bit of a four, three. Every bit so, of. so if, so if he gets in the open, then it's track speed and God bless uh, as good as the Baltimore Ravens are. There really aren't that many people that are going to run with that dude in the open right. field. It's not Absolutely. really going to happen. So no, yeah. don't want to see that. Okay. And also throwing off the timing, that's part of how you get Joe Burrow to hold on to the football and you get yourself a chance to go ahead and, and get back there and get him. You have to disrupt the timing of Chase and T Higgins and what have you. And I think you're probably, I mean, look, I think the conversation immediately becomes, do you double a guy like Jamar Chase? Maybe you don't do it every single play, but I think you got to do it at a, a decent amount because he's that kind of dude. Now, I'm going to point something out here, okay? I like to, you know, go on, you know, nerd stats and all that stuff. So I like to look at, um, you know, EPA per play, your estimated points added per play. So I'm looking at this website right now and looking at the Bengals' defense. So we're flipping over to the other side of the ball right now. And I'm seeing a defense that on the season is 
decent against the pass, all things considered. Um, decent, not great. But, you know, a guy that, again, you look at the Bengals defense, it's not like they got a whole lot of, of mega stars over there. So, right. you know, it's really up to the defensive coordinator, Luana Rumo, to just be cooking and throwing you a lot of looks. And he's going to do that. He's going to give you a lot of different looks out there to try to confuse you, make Lamar Jackson hold the ball. And Lamar Jackson will hold the football. He's one, he, he's a guy that holds the ball longer than <laughs> like 90% of the league out there. But, when you look at the rushing defense, you can run on the Bengals. And right. so I think that is going to be step number one, run the football a lot. And that means, yeah, we sure do want to run the ball with Gus Edwards because he's a real physical dude. And, and he's, and he's going to, he's going to grind you down. And he's going to beat on you and he'll get stronger as the game goes on. You're going to want to run the ball with justice Hill. He's a little quick, shifty, explosive, and, mm -hmm. and he can rip off big games for you. But damn it, Wilcox, they need to run the ball with Keaton Mitchell. They got two. Okay. I mean, you, like, you got two, you got two guys that's already proven proven themselves, Gus Edwards. Then you got, you know, Justice Hill. Those guys have been staples in your offense, have proven themselves for years. You know, now they both healthy finally and they both out there playing. So you don't want to take carries out of their out of their hands as well. But the way Keaton oh, Mitchell no, is running I think, the ball. I think, I think you get you gotta I, I'm yeah. not even looking at it as taking carries away from those guys. Right. I mean, give them a healthy amount of carries, but uh, this this brother's just he's different. Okay, he's, he's just he he has. Player. I mean, I mean, under Lamar underthrew him on the, on the wheel route. You know, in the last game, it should have been a touchdown too. And you know, that, that should have easily been a touchdown. And the fact that he underthrew him just just kind of give your hats off to how much speed he has. He kind of underestimated his speed on that route. You know, his game speed. You know, it probably was different from the practice speed, right? You know, so um, yeah. he wanted that ball a little bit more. He, he took off running. The guy couldn't catch him, and Lamar underthrew him a little bit, and he kind of fell backwards. But, I mean, I, I agree. You got to find ways to put the ball in that kid's yeah. hand and get him in space some kind of way and, and let him just do things that, that you know, the NFL is not prepared for. They're not really preparing for Keaton Mitchell. They're preparing for Gus Edwards. They're preparing for Justice Hill. So when Keaton Mitchell gets in the game, they know yeah. who he is. I guarantee you they know exactly who he is by now. You know, but they're not putting together an entire game plan saying we got to stop this guy. You know, they're trying to stop Gus Edwards right now. You know, stop him from doing what he's doing to people. So that gives Keaton an edge up. And I think you got to sneak him in there for some plays and even come up with a two or three back package from time to time where you put him in the slot and let him, you know, catch the ball in the slot in a little bit of well and make some guys miss and run with it. I think these guys are versatile enough to do that. So especially Keaton and Justice. Keaton yeah. and Justice Hill, I think, definitely can flex out and run routes for people all day long. I think that was the wildest thing, man, is the touchdown that he had. And, and again, yeah. this is the second week in a row we've seen this. And, and I think it was even more glaring this next time. He right. he they he breaks contain, right? So he goes off tackle or whatever. And mm -hmm. you know, the DB squeezes in, he breaks it outside. No one touched him. No one got right. close because not everybody can just run away from angles like that in in, in the NFL. Right. When you find a guy like that, that that's scary to defense. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, he might be an undrafted rookie out of East Carolina, but you know that teams are starting to be like, yo, when this kid gets in the game, do not screw up your lane integrity. Do not sleep because the moment you sleep, that's it. OK. And then yeah. the thing that I love, too, and I, and I know you, you must have seen this, too, when when they hit him with the screen pass. Yes. Yeah. 
more of that because they blocked right. it up so well. He had so much space. Oh God, yes, get him the ball in space because you 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 immediately thought, oh, this this could be it. He could go again because yeah. he's got that kind of of speed and just dynamism. And the only other guy on the team that gives you that level of of just explosiveness on offense is Zay right now like that mm-hmm. like that level of again i'm not i'm not hating on justice or or on on Gus Edwards. I mean, not not yeah, at I all understand. But, i understand totally but it's but it's different right because zay's out there it's running totally every different. bit of a four two when he gets in the open you're thinking there's a chance he's gonna go and if keaton gets in the open field that's that, that is a major problem so yeah, and, and it correct. sounds like it sounds like the ravens are planning on giving him a little bit more work against the Bengals. And I, I, I want to see it happen because he's dangerous as hell. Yeah. I mean, if, if we lost because we didn't give him the ball, then, you know, I'm, I'm cursing everybody out. We didn't lose because we didn't give him the ball. You know, we, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it, it's, you could have won that game without Keaton Mitchell even being You're right. on the field. You were, you, know? so you were winning. Yeah, I mean, we we it, it was he's a, he's such an explosive kid. You just want to see him make plays, and you know, I don't care that he's young. You know, he's underpaid, and you know, the more you play a guy like the more you play a guy like him, the more you have to pay him next year. You know, people know people notice what's going on. So if you don't pay him, then somebody else gonna come try to snatch him from you and pay you and pay him, which you don't pay him. You know, I just like the way the kid runs. He runs hard. You know, he's a legacy kid. You know, his dad played for the Ravens. He's a you know his dad is a former Raven, Raven Anthony Mitchell. And um and he just he, he runs with with vigor you know with, with violence you know and he, he he great pad level, um great center of gravity you know he's he's put together well you know he's a solid kid you know he's small you know smaller back he's a solid like thicker back a bigger back you know for his size and he not he's not a flimsy guy that you just gonna bounce around like a ping pong ball he can take a hit he can break a tackle he can break an arm tackle run through those because he's so explosive and fast and then once he gets in the open field like. You know, catch me if you can. You know, he that kid. So I look forward to watching him play more. And I, I think the Ravens should do more to try to get him more implemented, you know, implemented into the game plan more. He deserves it. I think he's earned it. You know, these last couple of weeks, I definitely think he's earned it. And heck, heck me and Kyrie, we both felt like he earned it in, in preseason. Like <laughs> we was ready to see him go out there and do some things week one, week two. Yeah. And, you know, we just started. We almost forgot he was on the team. You know, yeah. and all of a sudden yeah. he pops up with a 138 yard game. Now we're like, man, play the kids some more. We, we saw this in preseason, which I've been waiting on. Knock, 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 knock on heaven's door. Yeah. Get this man, yeah. get this man to rock. Look, couldn't couldn't have said it better about Keaton. You know how I feel about this man. So look, again, don't need to ask whether or not we think the Ravens are going to win this game because I think we both believe they're going to win this game. We believe they're going to win every game because they should win every game. They should. But what is going to be the key to them? winning this football game on Thursday. Justin Tucker. It's going to come down to the tuck to the tuck. Justin Tucker, be ready to be on your A game. I would be asking Justin Tucker how he feels after pregame warm up if I was the head coach John Harbaugh. How do you feel? If he tells me he feel great, I, my next question would be like what's your range? All right, where do you need me to get you the ball at? I need you to get the ball inside the 40. Okay, that's all you need today. You feeling that good? Okay, good. You feeling froggy? I feel froggy too. Every opportunity I get, if we even come close to getting stopped on third down, I'm putting him on the field to kick field goals and get as many points as I can. We're going to need every single point that we possibly can. I would put in a couple of trick plays on offense. 
you know, just to, you know, get some other guys involved that haven't been involved, like your Duvernays, you know, those type of guys, you know, your Batemans, see them a little bit more, you know, so I would do everything I can to get some other guys involved. And um, like I said, I'll do a couple of trick, trick plays uh, to kind of, you know, sneak a couple of touchdowns because I definitely think the Bengals are going to sneak one or two out on us. You know, we're so aggressive at times. I think people are trying to trying to get us up the field and screen play. I saw a lot of screens this week against Cleveland. So I, I definitely yeah. don't see that's coming because we are being aggressive, aggressive, aggressive on people. And that's how you got to be in this game if you want to win. You got to be aggressive. So I say I think Tucker is going to be the determining factor of this game. I, I think we're going to win it. And I think Tucker's going to win it with a field goal. And it usually comes down to that when you're playing an AFC North opponent. Yeah. And fortunately, this is where it comes in handy, having the best kicker in the game and and quite possibly the greatest kicker of all time. That's pretty nice to continue to have that. I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be the run game. Okay. And and I mean it's it's as fundamental as that to me because the Bengals do not defend. I mean, they're not a great defense all around in, in any mm-hmm. case but they're especially not that good against the run. And so I think this is going to be one of those games where they're going to gear up to stop the run, I'm sure, but you need to assert your will at the line of scrimmage and you need to pound them down anyway. And once again, you got to use all of them, all those running backs. That includes Keaton Mitchell. And I think that you know Gus Edwards' money down by the goal line, and then obviously we know Justice you know, can, can – you know, split out and he could pass protect he could do everything that you need so can gus right I mean, gus is a heck of a pass protector himself but i think keaton mitchell is your x factor you might very well be the x factor of this offense for for much of the rest of this season i also think one thing that i was really pleased to see was odell getting that slant and breaking away it looked like it looked like old obj right there and i think if you start getting anything approximating the old OBJ, mm-hmm. that's a monstrous X factor as well. And then defensively, we already talked about it. What are you going to do to get this man, Joe Burrow, off his spot? I think it's going to be a lot of interior pressure. I think that's what it's got to be. Justin Matavike, do your thing, bro. Get yes, up sir. in there because we, because we know that Jadevian Clowney has been putting a lot of pressure back there. We know Kyle Van Noy has been playing some solid football on the edge as well got to get interior pressure against especially guys that like to sit in the pocket got to get up in there in the a and b gaps the the other the other stuff on the edges is great but if a quarterback can step up and he can stay in there then they can navigate that but ain't nobody trying to navigate pressure right up in your face got to find a way to get that very true very true i think the defense is going to be a pivotal a pivotal factor in this game as well let me say that again a pivotal factor in this game as well with our secondary our secondary has to come up and be prepared to play and they have to play at a high level this week you know i love to see brandon stevens get more active out there on the on the, on the edge a young guy that's been playing physical long rangy db that can run mm-hmm. you know and him and marlon humphrey are like twin brothers over there with 21 and 44 and i would like to see both our dbs have a great game and um see our safeties play big and play the game where they've been playing and see geno stone get another t- another another pick maybe a oh, pick yeah. six would be kind of great and greedy for him to see that happen for him. But um, um, we have we have a lot of work to do this week. And um, that front seven, that front seven, those linebackers, you know, those D linemen, those guys have to be active, as active, as active as can be to disrupt Joe Burrow, to make him make some mistakes back there so we can get some some easy turnovers and stuff in this game. And come and put your hat on the ball. You know, come up hard, play physical, mm-hmm. 
tackle and wrap up. You know, when you hit a guy, take him to the ground. Don't let guys break tackles on us this week. And it's going to be hard to do with that that kid mixing back there in the backfield because he is an absolute dog at the running back spot for the Cincinnati Bengals. So our defense definitely going to have a huge part to play in this game as well. So Ravens, let's go, baby. We believe in you. Kyrie Thompson, Daniel Wilcox, believe in the Ravens podcast. We here to stay. Let's do it. Every single time we believe in the Ravens. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Daniel Wilcox. Let's get a damn W and stay atop the AFC North. Let's get it done. Hopefully we'll see you after the game and be able to talk about that. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.